This afternoon we are going to consider Baptist Catechism 105. It asks, what is prayer? And the answer given is that prayer is an offering up of our desires to God by the assistance of the Holy Spirit for, th for things agreeable to His will in the name of Christ, believing with confession of our sins and thankful acknowledgement of His mercies. We will read Philippians 4, 4 through 9 now. Hear the reading of God's holy word. Paul writes to the church in Philippi saying, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, Whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. This is now the reading of His holy word. May He add His blessing to the teaching of His word this afternoon. I should probably begin by reminding you that we are considering the outward and ordinary means of grace that God has given to His people, through which He distributes the benefits of the redemption that Christ has earned to His elect in every place and age. We might ask the question, doesn't God work within us inwardly upon the hearts of His people to bring them to faith and to sanctify them further? And yes, God does work upon our hearts immediately and, and inwardly by His Spirit. But we are here considering the outward means of grace. That is to say, things external to us that God uses to bring His people to faith and to grow them up in it. And we might also ask the question, does God work in the lives of His people in unique and unusual ways? And of course He does. He uses many things that are unique to each and every one of us to bring us to faith and to grow us up in the faith. He uses other people and life circumstances to shape us and to refine us. But here we are talking about the ordinary means of grace. These are the things that God has, has set apart for our use. These are the things that God ordinarily uses to save and to sanctify His people. These are things that God has ordered or ordained for us to partake in. Question 93 of Baptist Catechism asks, What are the outward means whereby Christ communicates to us the benefits of redemption? So there they are identified in question and answer 93. The outward and ordinary means whereby Christ communicates to us the benefits of redemption are His ordinances, especially the Word, baptism, the Lord's Supper, and prayer, all which are made effectual to the elect for salvation. So we have learned about the Word and how God uses it to save and to sanctify His people. We have also learned about baptism and the Lord's Supper. And now in question 105, we begin to learn about prayer. Prayer is the fourth and final external and ordinary means of grace mentioned in our catechism. And before we get into the details of question 105, I think it would be good to observe that our catechism concludes with teaching on prayer. Questions 105 through 114, which is the last question of our catechism, they are all about prayer. And I think this is wonderful. I think it is wonderful that our catechism concludes with teaching about prayer. 
And let me tell you why. Way back in Baptist Catechism question 22, the question was asked, What is the misery of that estate whereunto man fell? It was in question 16 uh, through 21 uh, that we learned all about uh, man's fall into sin. But question 22 hones in upon uh, sin and asks the question, what is, what is the misery of this estate into which man has fell? What is so miserable about it? And I want you to listen uh, to the answer that is given. It will help us to appreciate the gift of prayer uh, in Jesus' name, but it will also fit with the sermon that was preached this morning. What is the misery of that estate wherein man fell? Answer, all mankind by their fall lost communion with God are under His wrath and curse and so made liable to all the miseries of this life to death itself and to the pains of hell forever. So what was the very first misery mentioned? What, what is the, the consequence of, of man's fall into sin? What is, what is so miserable about this fallen estate? The very first thing that our catechism mentions is the loss of communion with God. And I think this is profound. This is the most miserable thing. It is the first misery mentioned uh, having to do with man's fall into sin. We have lost communion with God. Adam walked with God in the cool of the evening. And what was offered to him in the garden except life eternal uh, in the world, filled with the glory of God, that is what Christ has earned for us. The very first thing and the most miserable thing mentioned is the loss of communion with God. And then where does our catechism take us? Where does it take us? Well, it takes us to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And through the gospel of Jesus Christ, our catechism takes us back to communion with God. Through faith in Christ, as He has offered to us in the gospel, we are washed and renewed. Baptism is a symbol of this. Through faith in Christ, we are reconciled to God. The Lord's Supper is a symbol of this, right? We come before God each Lord's Day and we commune with Him through faith with Christ at the Lord's table. And through faith in Christ, we are granted bold access to the Father. Stated differently, through faith in Christ, our communion with God that was lost because of man's fall into sin is restored. Now granted, we will enjoy the fullness of this communion in the new heavens and earth after Christ returns. But it is a benefit of our salvation that we enjoy now. Even now we are invited to come boldly into the presence of the Father through the Son and by the Spirit. And how do we do this except through prayer? I say it is fitting and beautiful that our catechism concludes with teaching on prayer because it is, in a sense, the high point of, of our redemption in Christ Jesus. Through faith in Him we are granted bold access to the Father. We are invited to come into the very throne room of God. The way has been opened up for us through the broken body and shed blood of Christ. And so, what was lost when man fell into sin has been restored. And we are invited to enter in to His presence through prayer. What is prayer? I think it is important for us to know what prayer is. I doubt we will pray often or well if we do not know what prayer is. And some have wondered about the purpose of prayer. They ask, doesn't God already know what we need? Doesn't He already know what will happen in the future? Why pray then? Well, I would admit prayer would be pointless if its purpose was to inform God 
about what we need. Indeed, He does know what we need. Jesus reminds us of this in the middle of His teaching on prayer, saying, Do not be like them, that is, those who heap up many words and phrases. For your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Matthew 6, 8. So Jesus, in the middle of His teaching on prayer, admits this. God already knows what you need. So prayer is not you enlightening God concerning your needs or even your desires. And yes, God knows the future. More than this, He has decreed it. See Isaiah 46, 10. So the purpose of prayer is not to tell God things that He is unaware of, and neither is the purpose of prayer to change the course of of history. What is prayer then? Answer, it is a means of grace for us. It is one of the ordinary and external means by which we enjoy communion with God through faith in Christ. It is one of the ordinary and external means through which God works in our lives and in the lives of others. How are sinners saved and then sanctified further? Through the means of the Word of God, read and preached, baptism and the Lord's Supper. And the very same thing may be said of prayer. Prayer is not about us informing God of things He does not know. Prayer is not us about changing the decree of God in the course of human history as if that were a possibility. Prayer is a means of grace for us. It is a gift that God has given to us so that we might commune with Him through prayer. What is prayer? Our catechism is right to teach that prayer is an offering up of our desires to God. In prayer, we are permitted to come into the very presence of God and to bring our honest desires to Him. What a wonderful invitation this is. We are able to come to God and to say, God, this is, this is how I am feeling. These are the concerns of my heart. These are my fears. These are my, my desires. Bring them to the Lord in prayer. We are permitted to do so. Our catechism is right to say this. Next, our catechism says that prayer is an offering up of our desires to God by the assistance of the Holy Spirit. So it is the Holy Spirit who helps us to pray. It is the Holy Spirit who helps us to pray, who brings things to remembrance, who, who directs our thoughts and, and even our emotions and our attitudes. We are to rely upon the Holy Spirit to help us to pray, just as when we open the Word of God, we are to ask the Holy Spirit's help that we might have understanding. So too, when we come to prayer, to pray, we should pray that the Holy Spirit would guide and direct our prayers. Next, our catechism says, for things agreeable to His will. So, God has revealed His will to us in the Holy Scriptures, and we are to pray according to the will of God. We are not here talking about necessarily the hidden or secret will of God. I suppose we pray according to His will in the sense that we say, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Lord, I will submit myself to your secret and hidden will. But we are to pray for things agreeable to His will which He has revealed. So we are not to pray that God would allow us to do sinful things or give us things that we, would be a detriment to our, our spiritual walk. We are to pray that His will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. We are to pray in the name of Christ. And this does not mean that we must always say in Jesus' name, as if it were a kind of magical incantation, you know. By saying in Jesus' name, we make our prayers effective. No, we are to come to God the Father through Christ and through faith in Him and by the working of the Holy Spirit. We are to come in Jesus' name, meaning that we are to come trusting in Him. We are to come with Him as our mediator. We are to come acknowledging that He is the way, the truth, and the life 
through which we must approach God the Father. So we are to come in the name of Christ. And then our catechism says, believing. You know what the scriptures say about coming to God in prayer while doubting. You will be like a wave tossed to and fro by the wind. You see, uh, James speaks in this way. We are to come with faith, knowing that God hears us, knowing that God will accomplish all of His purposes, knowing that we are accepted in the Beloved, knowing that God indeed has set His love upon us. We are to come before God in prayer, believing, with confession of our sins. Uh, We are encouraged to turn from our sins. Uh, We will learn more about this as we make our way through the Lord's Prayer with the help of the future catechism questions and answers. And we are to come with the thankful acknowledgement of His mercies. The passage that I read just a moment ago from Philippians 4 uh, makes much of this, doesn't it? Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. A little bit later, we are encouraged to come and to pray In everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, we are to make our requests known to God. And so when we come to God in prayer, we are to give thanks to Him for all of the good things that He has bestowed upon us. Uh, By the way, this, this practice of being thankful is so very important. It's possible to... Uh, live all of the days of our life and focus upon the things that we do not have and on everything that is wrong in our lives and in the lives of others around us. But this is not how the Christian is to live. We are to focus upon the blessings of God. We are to give Him thanks for all of the good things that He has bestowed upon us in Christ Jesus. Blessings eternal, but also blessings here on earth. We are to thankfully acknowledge the mercies that He has shown to us, and indeed He has been merciful to us. I would say, yes, that prayer does change things, but it does not change the decree of God or the course of human history. Prayer changes us. It is a means of grace for us. In prayer, we are able to come before God. We are able to open our hearts up to Him, and we are able to commune with Him. And ultimately, in prayer, we are asking the Lord to refine us, to change us, to sanctify us further in Christ Jesus. And more than this, we know that God has determined to accomplish His decree, which is eternal and unchanging, through means. And prayer is one of the means that God has determined to use. Do you understand this concept here? Does prayer change things? Well, yes, prayer changes us, and God does also use prayer to accomplish things. And to understand how this works, you can compare prayer to another means of grace, the preaching of the Word of God. Has God determined to save some? Does He have His elect? Has He decreed that they will come to faith and repentance in time? Yes. Can anything change that? No. Will His elect certainly come? Yes, they will. And how will they come? Through the preaching of the Word of God, as the Spirit works. So just as God draws His elect to faith and to salvation through the means of of grace, which is the preaching of the Word of God, so too God works through prayer. He accomplishes His purposes through the prayers of His people. And so we must be faithful to do what God has called us to do, to preach the Word of God, yes, but also to be a people of prayer, knowing that He will work in us and He will also work through us through this precious gift that He has given to His church.